It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Right, we had snacks. We had snacks. Consequence Podcast Network. Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tolest, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. Keep the music flowing. We'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. Hey, and welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with It's the Interview Series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks as always for making your way here, checking out the episode. Uh, please do hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with the entire series. Uh, I do three new interviews every single week. A new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover those new ones. And of course, you can subscribe at all the usual places, including a Spotify, Apple Podcast, at NPR, WFPK.org, Consequence, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. Of course, uh, if you if you happen to be over at Apple Podcasts and subscribe there, uh, leave a review, then take a screenshot of that review. Uh, hit the link in the episode and then drop all of that and your information in there and you can win some cool prizes from uh, Consequence as well. And uh, and we'll be uh, calling out some of those winners all month long. That's over at Apple Podcasts. Lots of reasons to subscribe to. Uh, just look at the, at the guest list that we've had on here recently, including uh, Omar J. Dorsey. but He's uh, one half of the duo in that new uh, HBO Max series, uh, Bookies. Uh, we had the artist Stacey Kent on here, Roseanne Cash, uh, Kate Siegel, she dropped by to talk about the fall of the House of Usher on Netflix. And Shelly Hennig has her own Netflix show with Obliterated. She was on here as well. We also had on the band Ex-Ambassadors, Chicago, R.E.M., the cast of Goosebumps and Hunger Games, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Dolly Parton was here. Just an example of what you get when you subscribe to the Kyle Meredith With podcast. That's me, Kyle Meredith. Today, my guests, Julia Michaels and Ben Rice. Uh, you know Julie, of course, uh, she's behind some of those uh, big hit songs like uh, Sorry to Me Too and Issues. She's had lots of collaborations. In fact, she's uh, her newest collaboration is with her songwriting partner Ben Rice on the soundtrack for the new Disney animated feature Wish. This is a big deal. She landed the soundtrack. Her and Ben wrote all the songs on a Disney soundtrack, not only for a Disney soundtrack, but on Disney's 100th anniversary. That's big news, and we're going to be talking about that. They're going to take us behind the scenes of what it was like to land the gig. Uh, We'll get the backstory on uh, what led to even getting the call and the emotions that came along with it. Uh, They're going to tell us about how they had to change their typical songwriting style in favor of writing for ensembles and imaginary characters, Uh, how they worked alongside composer Dave Mesker, and finding the various styles used within each one of these songs. We'll also hear about creating some of those songs like I'm a Star, Welcome to Roses, and uh, Knowing What I Know Now, and what Julia might be up to next. All that and more 
We're talking Disney's Wish. It's Kyle Meredith with Julia Michaels and Ben Rice. Hello. Hello. I'm sure you've been hearing this a lot lately, but uh, first off, congratulations, because what a gig to land. Um, not just Disney, but on the 100th anniversary. Um, have you gotten used to it? it, it I'm, I'm sure at this point, maybe. Hopefully it's kind no. of sunk in a bit. <laughs> not even a little. <laughs> Still very surreal, I think, to both of us. 100%. If you don't mind, you know, how, how does it happen? Because it is one thing, you know, to land a nice songwriting job for for a show but but i gotta imagine you know something for disney and, and on the 100th anniversary maybe things are heightened but if you don't mind walking us through like how did you all become the songwriters of this movie so i think i think it kind of started in uh in 2016 for me i had met tom mcdougall who was doing music supervision over at disney and i had met him when he was working on zootopia and i was like I'm a big Disney fan. Anywhere I can be of service, uh, please let me know. That would be, I would just love to do whatever I can here. And um, he called me in 2018, I believe, to tell me that he was working on Ralph Breaks the Internet and he needed a sort of pop reimagination for one of the songs in the film. And I was like, great, what is it? He was like, well, it's called Slaughter Race. <laughs> And I was like, okay, challenge accepted. Let's do it. And it ended up being one of the end credit songs for the film. And then in 2020, he called me during the pandemic and was like, we are working on a new film. Can't, can't tell you what yet, but I'll send you a little synopsis. And if this sounds like something you would want to work on, just let me know. And I was like, obviously. Uh, so sends over this little blurb, you know, young girl lives in magical kingdom ruled by handsome king uh gives their wishes to him thinks that he's going to protect them finds out he's not as wonderful as everybody thinks and sort of starts her uh selfless journey to um get everybody's wishes back and i was so inspired by that especially during the pandemic when i didn't have any hope and i missed all my friends and my family and so to be able to write a song about those things specifically was was really special and um i've been writing songs with ben for the last 10 years of my life we've done a lot of my eps and my album together and i really wanted to do this with somebody that i love and someone that i trust and someone that really just understands me and let me lets me sort of just do my yeah. thing, yeah. And um, and I called Ben and I was like, "Do you want to make a movie with me?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's an easy answer. Yes, there, uh, I would imagine. But we we wrote Swish. We sent it in. We waited a couple weeks. Tom Tom was like, "Oh, and by this time, Tom is now the president of Disney." So lots lots changed for Tom, and he calls me back a couple weeks later, and he says, "You know, I just want to let you know that we're going to have plenty of opportunities to work with each other in the future." And um, I just I had to call you and and just tell you that it's yours. <laughs> <laughs> nicely nicely done. So so, so, you know, then on the songwriting side, and, and Ben, maybe you want to take this one because um, your collaborations over the past decade, as Julie was talking about, does it suddenly change when you know you've got to write for something specific? I mean, like, like you know, 
this is obviously probably going to be inspirational music to a certain extent. Sure. I mean, well, it, it, it definitely changes. It's very different. You know, working with Julia for, for nearly 10 years, it's, it's her voice. It's her perspective, her stories, her feelings. This is completely the opposite. This, these are characters that are, that we, you know, we have to bring to life and talk about. Um, so much more challenging, but also much more fulfilling because it's a completely open canvas you can still put your perspective and your spin on things, but you're really trying to bring these characters to life. And um, yeah, very, very different process. And we'll be right back right after this. Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky, in the Midwest, and allergies, yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice, it affects my mood, it affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's, there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now, and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription-strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Julia Michaels and Ben Rice. I'm thinking of like I'm a star, the playfulness of I'm a star. And when you're writing any of these songs, like dialogue's a part of the song, right? Like how different is that? Because it's not just always sing-songy. I mean, it's, you've got different voices coming everywhere. You've got to, like, like how does that change when you're writing a song? Well, I'm a Star specifically started as an idea from Jennifer Lee. Mm. She really wanted a song that really talked about how we're all connected. We're all made of the same thing. And that was really cool. And then for us to have to do a song that was scientific and smart and 
funny and still emotional and vulnerable. We were like, okay, this is quite a task. Oh, and plants and animals are gonna sing this song. <laughs> uh, so that was that was new for me because I've never done ensemble songs. I've only ever written songs for one person or a duet, never 36. It ended up being 36 people at the end, which is the most people that have ever sung on a Disney animated film. And uh, that was, that was a, yeah, that was a hard process. And also finding the right voice cast for each person or each tree, like porcupine be like, oh, we need a better turtle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that was uh yeah that was an interesting process and that was honestly the fun part because it yeah. went from you know our demo is just julia doing all of the voices us singing together yeah, there's the only so much i can convey as 36 animals yeah <laughs> plants <laughs> yeah. you know we would sing the choruses together you know try to make it big but like the fun part really was trying to cast everybody yeah because then the hard work was kind of done as far as the song goes but yeah. The fun part of finding the right the right voices. Um, I think that was the fun part with a lot of the songs. You know, there's again, there's only so much we can do with the demos, and then hearing Chris Pine bring a villain to life, and right. Ariana bring this amazing protagonist to life, and all these different people bring animals and plants to life it was just so cool to experience. Yeah, on the um, now that the deluxe edition of the uh, Wish soundtrack is out, we hear those demos. And I was I like, it's so interesting, even how close, though, like what your demo was ended up being to what they ended up performing. And I don't know what the conversations with the actors were like. I'd, I'd actually love to hear about that. But I also feel like I feel like if I were a songwriter, it would be addictive having a whole cast sing your every note and do everything that you say in that way. <laughs> Is that the case? <laughs> Addicting. but we were in every single vocal session right. making sure that it sounded the way we wanted it to be yeah because we, we had a vision with the filmmakers and so to be there for every vocal session with all the actors chris ariana everybody that was involved we get to make sure that the dna of the demos is there and yeah. everyone was so lovely and so collaborative and it really was a blast being with everybody yeah and i think when we do our demos we do them enough to be able to know where we want the comedy, where we want the emotion, how we yeah. want those. We put the colors in there. Yeah. And so we tried to create just like a nice template for that to be uh, sung. And then fast forward to our spreadsheets of <laughs> plants yeah. and animals. Yes. And who's going to do this and where? It was, it was interesting. Yeah. Songs by spreadsheets. That's, that's. Yes. <laughs> Um, it shows because because uh, uh, we haven't mentioned Dave Metzger, who yes. did the scoring part. What was that part of the collaboration? So basically, we would write the song yeah. and we would get it as far as we could demo wise because we knew a lot of these songs were going to be reproduced with live and or real instrumentation. Um, so we would create like create the bass basically. Yeah, because we know we're going to add orchestra, and we know that we knew early on Metzger, Dave, Dave Metzger was going to be involved yeah. with us. So we're going to we integration... leave something bare because we're like, yeah, yeah. oh, strings would be beautiful here, and we'll just let Dave experiment. Or we may put temp strings, and I yeah. would always tell Dave, I'm like, don't ignore that. Do what you feel. <laughs> we're just trying to get a feeling going. He was lovely. He's really the best. Um, so lucky to have worked with him, and he did such an incredible job, not only bringing the songs 
um, to another level and bring them to life, but to seamlessly go between score to song, back to score. Yeah. So it all is so fluid. And just such a beautiful person to work with. Just loves Disney, loves what he does, you know, just wanted to, wanted to make he was a kid in the candy store. He was. When we did all the orchestral days and we had 86. It was 80 something. People, you know, playing strings and all. Like, he still looked like a, a kid. <laughs> Just, it was so beautiful. And, and I totally understand why when, you, when you're when you in the room with everybody and you get to hear all the strings for the first time, it really just resonates in your body in the most beautiful way. Yeah. Well, I, I was, uh, I was, I guess reading an interview that he had done also and talking about the other side with you know being able to take the songs that you created and then just expand them and expand them and it sounds like such an interesting you know way to to kind of make this whole project come together but also it should be said you know for your all's side too like how impressive it is even the different moods like I, I say that with anybody, anybody, you know, because you, and nothing against an artist who has kind of one sound and they go in there and that's that's the sound they make. But to find someone like the opening track, Welcome to, uh, is it Rosas? Yeah. And then something like, you know, which has got that Mediterranean feel. And then knowing what I know now, which is like a march. Yeah. <laughs> is that guidance? I mean, ha like... How are you all coming up with these sounds without really even knowing what the movie is going to be? Well, I mean, we had weekly meetings with the filmmakers mm -hmm. and we would discuss, you know, we do one at a time. Um, it's in the back of our mind to try to have some kind of a common thread, but it's it's one thing at a time. Yeah. And what is the feeling? What should it be? And we sit together, yeah. brainstorm, yeah. Uh, try things. Um, and then ultimately when, when we start working with Metzger, we can really take it to that more developed sound and bring in all the most beautiful players in the world to, to make the songs even better. But each one stood on its own. Yeah. I think a lot of it goes, goes based off of feeling mm -hmm. like for welcome to roses. We were like, Oh, this is the welcome song. It needs to feel alive and of the place that she's in. She's in this like Mediterranean, Iberian, North African place. Let's try and incorporate as much of that instrumentation as we can mm -hmm. um, for knowing what I know now. That is your full sort of revolt. Yeah, sartine anthem. You know, we we're like, what better way to do that than something that sounds drivey and in your face? Uh, I yeah, I think a lot of it just comes from. What, what's the feeling? Yeah, no, what's no, the 100%. feeling? And we'll be right back, right after this. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Julia Michaels and Ben Rice. Are there are there songs that didn't make it? Uh, like cutting room floor songs? No, no not really? really. We had done like, we had done like a reprise of a song that didn't end up making it in. Or we had done like, needed, really. yeah, yeah, or like done a song that, like it was like a clip of a song that didn't end up going, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like full. No, like once we really were in the thick of it with everybody, the filmmakers, um, each song we presented really, yeah, feel bad saying it made it, but like it, they all worked. We yeah, we got very lucky. Yeah, <laughs> that's an impressive batting average right there. That's <laughs> you know, but I, I was also thinking like if you had the leftovers, then you get to go. Oh, I'm going to take that for myself later on. That's I get to keep that now. But uh, so unfortunately, <laughs> no, no, it doesn't really work like that because obviously these songs are so specific to the movie and right. 
as the as the movie changes or the story changes, the lyrics have to change. They have to keep up with with the story, and mm. they're just way too specific for them to be like <laughs> an artist. Yeah, just song an artist song. song. Yeah. <laughs> now, for something being so long in the making, and uh, you know, I, I'm thinking uh, the last uh, album, uh, not in chronological order. Do you know what's next on that end of things? And then, I guess what I'm tying this into. Do you feel like this now has any influence on how you write going forward? I think what it has done, it has shown me that I can access more than I thought I could. You know, I think I think for my I always say that my music is sort of like coconut water. It's like an, it's like an acquired taste. You either like really like it or you don't. And I've always tried to play with cadences and tempos and doing things a little bit off kilter. And I definitely played with that in in Wish. You know, I think one of the best things that we were told uh, early on was by Chris Buck, the director. He said, just do you just just make you know a, a disney movie in your tone of voice basically right and so it was very freeing to get that from him yeah and and i think if it it taught me anything is that is just how much i've loved being able to be a part of such a collaborative thing where you can create the world and you can help with thoughts and feelings and you can be really expansive lyrically and colorful lyrically and and how much I would I just want to be able to do more of this. We want to be able to do more of this. I would hope that you'd want to do more. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> otherwise, you know, that, that means it was a good experience is what I'm getting to. And, yeah, uh, and- it was. I would I would say, I mean, this was my first real experience working on a full soundtrack. And everybody that we worked with were just couldn't have been better. Exceptional. Honestly. Like no a-holes in the room <laughs> i'm just i'm grateful that this was our first experience they they yeah. really all were so so amazing um i'll be a bit more direct on it. do you know what the next step is for you on the solo front um do i maybe can i tell you i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> and that's fine that's fine I mean, i'm assuming you're working on music that's the- right like people work on music if you're a musician you work on music so I'm always writing I love I love to write it's my it's my first love it's my it's my baby so I love that's the easy answer right there that's the (laughs) right on uh seriously congratulations to the both of you on this uh it it is such a fun uh album soundtrack I was trying to figure out which word I wanted to go there and I guess they both work Um, yeah But yeah, seriously, this is a this is such a a cool project to for you guys to be a part of, and um and I'm so grateful that you talked to me about it. So thanks so much for taking the time today. Thank you. Thank you. This is awesome. My thanks to Julia and Ben. The soundtrack for Disney's Wish is out now. And thanks to you, of course, for checking out the episode. Before you get out of here, if you haven't already, please do hit that subscribe button. Again, I'll give you three brand new interviews every single week. New and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so you can keep up to date on your favorite artists and discover those new ones at Spotify, at Apple Podcasts, at NPR, WFPK.org, Consequence, YouTube for the video versions, anywhere you get your podcast from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. And again, uh, if you head over to Apple Podcast, subscribe over there, leave a review, and then post that review in the link with the episode. Uh, you might win some cool prizes from Consequence. 
After all that, head over to WFPK.org. So I do a show Monday through Friday, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. It's four hours of uh, classics and favorite tracks from the 90s and 80s and 70s. And uh, you get the biggest of new music. There's lots of music news, bonus interviews as well. One of my recent uh, one of my recent shows, let's see, I feature the music of Desiree, Tori Amos, Mono, They Might Be Giants, The Police, Kim Wilde, Ani DeFranco, St. Vincent, Dave Matthews, County Crows, Louis Armstrong, Pink Floyd, Bob Marley, Ray LaMontagne, Run DMC, The Yeah Yeah Yeahs, Future Islands, Leve, The Foo Fighters, Living Color, U2, Middle Kids, and my interview with Rufus Wainwright. Just an example of what you get every weeknight starting at 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the old social media sites. The address is always the same at Kyle Meredith. So I do hope you like and follow along. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a good day. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media.